Welcome to SBS News in Easy English. My name is Marcus. More than 16,000 people from over 150 countries will become Australian citizens at 400 ceremonies taking place across Australia today. A national citizenship and flag raising event in Canberra included a traditional welcome to country from an elder Auntie Violet Sheridan and a smoking ceremony. Prime Minister Scott Morrison welcomed Australia's newest citizens. Each of you will be endowed with the same rights, opportunities, privileges and responsibilities as every other Australian. No longer, no matter how long they've been here. You will be given the inheritance of our history and the promise of our shared future. But you don't come to our national story empty-handed either. As like so many before you, you add your threads to Australia's rich tapestry. Chair of the Australia Day Council and former Olympian Danielle Roche has paid tribute to the resilience of Australians over the past two years of the coronavirus pandemic. As we have all done before and will no doubt do again, Australians have stood tall. From the small business owners who moved heaven and earth to stay afloat and keep young workers employed, to the communities that supported them. From the scientists who worked to make vaccines and treatments to protect us to those who rolled up their sleeves to protect themselves and those they don't even know. It comes as Victoria Police is investigating the vandalism of a statue of Captain James Cook in Melbourne overnight. A new survey shows increased support for marking the 26th of January as Australia Day. The Roy Morgan SMS poll of more than 1,000 people found 65% of those surveyed support the name to mark the day Captain Arthur Philip landed at Sydney Cove. That's up 6% from last year's survey and compares with 35% who believe it should be known as Invasion Day. The results found that younger people were more likely to favour the term Invasion Day, while those aged 35 and over preferred Australia Day. An original founder of the Aboriginal Tent Embassy in Canberra says the reasons the site was first established are just as relevant today as they were five decades ago. The embassy, which is the world's longest-running Indigenous protest, marks its 50th anniversary today. The embassy was set up at the then Parliament House by four young Indigenous men from Redfern who were angered over land rights and was built using a beach umbrella and some signs. Founder Uncle Michael Anderson has told NITV he never thought the embassy would still be there and still be needed 50 years later. The embassy is deafening in silence, yeah? But it's an eyesore for the oppressor. They don't like it, yeah? Because everybody's saying, why is it still there? And that's a question the Australian public needs to ask the parliament, ask the politicians. Why is there a need for that embassy? 2022 Australian of the Year Dylan Alcott has vowed to use his time in the role to continue working to improve the lives of people living with a disability. The 31-year-old Paralympian and disability advocate was recognised last night with the country's highest honour at an awards ceremony in Canberra. He's calling for greater representation of people with a disability in all aspects of Australian life. In our boardrooms, in our parliaments, in our mainstream schools, on our dating apps, on our sporting fields, in our universities, absolutely everywhere. So we get the opportunity to start living our lives just like everybody else. And I promise you, you won't just enrich the lives of us, but also yourselves in the process. Val May Dempsey, who's volunteered for St John Ambulance for more than 50 years, has been named this year's Senior Australian of the Year, while Dr Daniel Knorr, 
founder of a mobile medical service for people experiencing homelessness, was named Young Australian of the Year. This year's Local Hero Award recipient is Shana Wan, the founder and CEO of grassroots charity Sober in the Country, which is working to change the way rural Australians use and talk about alcohol. An Indigenous leader in the Northern Territory is calling for Aboriginal communities to be locked down urgently to stop the spread of COVID-19. The Central Land Council's Chief Executive, Les Turner, has issued a statement saying the virus is spreading out of control and a lockdown is needed urgently. Mr Turner has accused the Territory and Federal Governments of inaction, complacency and under-reporting of positive cases, saying that lives are at stake. And in sport, Melbourne Victory has been fined $5,000 over homophobic abuse yelled by its fans at Adelaide United's Josh Cavallo. Cavallo came out publicly last October. He called out the homophobic slurs levelled at him by Victory fans at the match at Amy Park earlier this month. Thanks for listening to SBS News in Easy English.